Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of So Jaded. My name is Jade Rodriguez, and today I am with two best friends of mine talking all about Netflix's show, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. This has been a really important show for me to come across during quarantine. It actually helped me come to a huge realization, and I cannot wait to dive into that. Um, but if you have never seen the show before, huge, huge spoiler alert, okay? So please don't listen because I would much rather you experience it for yourself first. But all right, let's do this. Hi, friends. Um, so I didn't really say much about like Shira in my like introduction to the episode. So I really want us to like really describe what the show is. Was that your fucking phone? Are you fucking kidding me? It was in my phone. I Whose phone was someone. it? My phone's on silent, so if you text me back, it's off. It's me. <laughs> Who'd you? Why'd you text us? Because I just saw the text Tristan sign. I was responding. Oh, it's me. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I'm right. Do it over again. So there's not much that I said about Shira in the description of the episode for like today's episode. And I would love for us to like go in depth on what it's about. But I know both of you have been on um, previous episodes before. Um, so I guess just introduce yourselves again. And let's talk about our journey with the show and how we started watching it. Me and Tristan are both in New York City right now together. And Connie's with us on Zoom. We have an odd audio setup so Tristan and I are like passing the mic between each other um but we're gonna make it work (laughs) but we're gonna make it work um so yeah I know I don't know if Tristan remembers but our friend Emmy was like you guys really like it, it started with Steven Universe right she was like you guys are really into Steven Universe you're into cartoons you should watch this show called She-Ra on Netflix and we were like yeah 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 like we'll we'll probably watch it and then you started watching it first okay. so you had just you started watching it while you were abroad yeah I was randomly home during quarantine. My cousin Kayla was safely visiting me and um, she was like, this show seems really cool. Let's start watching it. So I was like, I know. Can you believe it was Kayla who like started all of this? So then I was like, okay, sure. Let's start watching it. We got really into it and I told Connie to start watching it before we knew how big of a deal this show was. And I finished it first. Yes, and you finished it first. Connie finished it before even me, I think, and I've been watching it for like over a year. (laughs) I watched it in a week. Yeah, and we started watching it at a really good time without knowing because that was just when the last season premiered. Oh, right. Yeah, true. No, but I had been spoiled, so then I watched it really quickly because I knew it was going to happen. And so I was like, when does this happen? Oh, you're talking about that yeah. one little thing yeah or big yeah. I guess it's pretty big yeah i will admit that was also spoiled for me that wasn't spoiled for you jade no <gasps> just when i send you the video Not at all. What are you about? I, remember, I do remember that now so i guess 
Um, the way that I would describe She-Ra is that it is a children's show. I actually searched it up. Tristan, I don't know if you know this, but when I was baby... Oh, I did tell you this. When I was um, watching Jamelia, my niece, who um, is turning seven in a couple days, I Googled it. I was like, what is the actual like correct age, I guess, in the eyes of the fucking government who like doesn't matter anyway, of like the proper age to watch this? And it actually is recommended that like seven years old... Because I guess because of like the fighting and I, I guess people aren't sure um, if it's the most appropriate for anything younger than that. But but it's still considered a chill. It's considered a children's show. Um, yes. And it it we would characterize it as an LGBTQ show for children. It's a reboot. Yes, that's also true. Although I never saw the original She-Ra or the He-Man I was Listen, in the original She-Ra, Adora gets with Seahawk. Yeah. <laughs> Seahawk? Yeah, like yeah. The yeah. Ship? yeah. That's oh. her boyfriend. Oh, thank you, Noelle Stevenson, for changing that because that's not Thank you. That ain't it. <gasps> yeah. But yeah, anyways, it's about how it's about Prince. It's about this girl who was raised in like a really scary place. Uh-huh. And she realizes that she's a magical princess. And then she leaves the bad people, the like evil people that she'd been working for and goes to the good side. That is what it's about. And there's like the whole battle. She thinks that she's on the good side. And then she realizes that they were the bad people. And then she has a relationship with Katra since she was very young. And it's like this deep friendship, also deep competitiveness, also romantic, also I'll say physical um, oh, so physical. <laughs> they just got near each other, and anytime they were, they teams, said, they were like they're gonna have their hands on each other. Young, young gays yeah. fighting. That is yeah. the show yeah. genre. Um, but yeah, lots of um, you know, and then you find out that the bad guys. There's actually bigger bad guys. Right. Yeah, it goes. Uh huh. Gets more. And a lot about making friends. I would say there's a lot of anxiety and stress, and like a little, a good amount of PTSD. We'll talk about this more when we get representation. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of dynamic characters. Sure. Lots of characters, yeah. period. Okay. Do we want to just like dive into, I guess, like characters and different, I guess, like characters and different themes that they like represent. And I guess in each one of those, we can go into like how important that is for that yeah. to be represented, like on a kid's yeah. show, especially because I mean, it is a kid's show at the end of the day. So like every single one of those themes has to do with why it's important to right. be in a kid's yeah, show. Of course. You know? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Um, so I have this little list of things that <laughs> Connie sent me <laughs> and why is Shadow Weaver on here first? Like, okay, because she's the first thing that crossed dynamic? your fucking listen, mind? Listen, listen, <laughs> Okay, this show, every character's dynamic, think about. And so the first person I thought was like, like the evil characters are super dynamic and I'm thinking like mm. think about it's like okay sorry to invoke other shit but Harry Potter it's like you find out that all the not except for Voldemort but like all the bad characters have like another side to them or you find out that Dumbledore was actually like really kind of shitty yeah. like you find out that everyone is so two-sided right and so it's like with Shadow Weaver you eventually find out that she's to be Lightbringer is that it? I can't remember, but <laughs> something that was really... But she has this whole backstory, and she, like, also really cares about Micah. And then she... Yeah. Like, like there's there's just a lot to her. She's not just this really one-dimensional villain. Yeah. Obviously, she's evil. 
No, obviously she is. She's just like really power hungry, but she, I think kind of had the best intentions at the end, but they were, I mean, like they were self-centered. She wasn't, she didn't want to like cause destruction. She just wanted to survive, you know, wasn't it like at the end she, she wanted. No, she dies though. To, yeah. So then she like uh, sacrifices yeah. herself. But up until that point, it was like she wanted Adora to sacrifice herself so that everyone, including herself, could survive. Yeah. I feel like I also, mean, but also she's kind of like this messed up mother figure. Yeah. She's the messed up mother also, figure of the show. Oh, yeah. Her and Katra's oh. relationship is really fucked up. But the entire time. She's like bad Miss like, Hannigan. Yeah, but the entire time she's kind of expressing like this is the way that I thought I had to raise you guys and I think by the end of the show she comes to that realization that like this is what you guys needed me to do, not what I needed to do. Uh, like I think that's her full character arc is that Yeah. We yeah, just finally realized <laughs> stop it. Like she finally realized the person that they needed her to be, not yeah. the person she thought she needed to be. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Um, sorry. Also, okay. So we're talking about like background dynamic female characters. Angela, which is Glimmer's mom, she's at, in the beginning of the series, the queen of the main good place, and she like heads the Beautiful. rebellion against the evil people. Yeah. She's really dynamic because she is like really strong, but she's also like okay, right before so spoiler, she dies in the end of season three or two i don't know the show blends into i'm telling one everyone not to listen to this if they haven't seen the show yeah. yeah oh same but she like because she's like oh i was weak like i was scared like i didn't fight like i feel like she's dynamic in that like because sure, she started off so boss ass bitchy like she was so yeah. strong and then at the end she was like the only reason why i like you thought i was strong but i was actually being really indecisive and like couldn't go be bold i was like very stern about not being bold or whatever and then you see her, she says goodbye to glimmer in like oh in like have like in this in, in this other form in like yeah. when glimmer's trying to become queen so really fast guys when adora leaves the bad place she leaves her best friend katra and she makes new best friends no one can watch this if they haven't seen the show yeah, because <laughs> I'm like really it. explaining it. And she makes best friends with Glimmer and Bo. Oh, Their names? I just so love rough. the fact that in the show, I love shows where you can't tell where the sexual, or I'm sorry, the romantic tension is. Because there was romantic tension, obviously, between Adora and Glimmer for the first like couple of seasons. Oh, Glimmer and Catra? I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. Glimmer and Catra were getting real close to each other. Bo and. I thought um, Bo was gay the, so, for so long. Who? Glimmer and, and Catra? I thought. I no, I thought Bo was also gay. Wait, wait, wait. But I also want to clarify this for a second because Connie's like, oh, I didn't realize this. No, no, no. Connie admits she was so focused on Katra and Adora the entire time <laughs> that she just wasn't picking up vibes like from anyone else. Oh, like Scorpio and so Perfuma? Yeah, yeah. Well, she had that no was something idea. I was supposed to pick up. I know What's she didn't it? realize anything else she was oh like what God. she was like you were picking up vibes from like that and I was like yes they, they were so obvious but she was distracted from Katra and Adora the entire time oh Connie that's really funny <laughs> <laughs> sorry you put hot lesbians there I'm not gonna look at the background characters <laughs> yeah 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 like all right also I watched it in a week I really had to like choose I've watched a yeah, lot there was since. only like a certain amount um i think glimmer's dynamic because she starts off and then she gets better i didn't like glimmer when the show started oh she starts off annoying yeah but then she gets better okay well the thing is you know why i think y'all would have loved glimmer from the start you know why i think y'all would have loved her from the start 
because she's a thick bitch. And y'all, y'all don't need that representation in your life, okay? But some people like me need it, okay? Me, I put that on well, the sometimes, thing about. sometimes we excuse. Sometimes thick bitches like me excuse bad behavior because we're like, but she thick. Like I love her anyway. But it's just I have to excuse the bad behavior. Like when I mean, she's I excuse annoying. all of Catra. Catra put off a portal, and I'm like, but she's gay. She's fine. But she's gay. She's fine. <laughs> like every single time, Glamour would piss me off. I would look at her thighs and I'd be like ah they look like my thighs and then I'd be like she's fine I'd be like she's fine she's perfect she does nothing wrong I'd be like it's okay I just want to clarify that at the beginning of this conversation I thought we were talking about Perfuma which is why I was like oh yeah I didn't like her at the beginning but Glimmer I always love that bit that person yeah. talking about representation with Glimmer or, or no we'll Asian. move on to that next Asian. Yes. yeah that her whole family is Asian and her, on her dad's actress. side all of them, Micah and Cast a Spella, which is oh. the funniest name ever. Cast a Spella. Cast a Spella. I didn't realize that till just now. Yeah. <gasps> I mean, some of the names are really ridiculous. Spinnerella. Spinnerella. No, but they're all bad. You think that's the worst? Like, I Scorpia. Catra. And Trapta. <laughs> Nettasa. I'm sorry, Bo. Bo's the worst Scorpia. because then his parents are like, didn't know that he was an archer. Like, what? Mm. Scorpio is really dynamic because she's like so happy, but oh. then and not and doesn't stand up for herself, and then she leaves Catra. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was so happy when she had when she finally was like, "This woman is no good for me," and I love that she was the secret key to everything. It was like they needed one more piece, and then it was oh, yeah. this big, this like big butch woman. Oh, I loved that so much. Shira just really does an amazing job of bringing everything you could possibly think of together in one show yeah. and i don't know i didn't think i didn't think of any big ways that they like fucked it up no i don't think so either right like, um did they get if, anything wrong if we want to talk oh what they got wrong is that they ended it like in season five <laughs> like, if you they don't give us a movie then like yeah yeah i like act like the movie's happening i'm just like don't do don't get us to all these points Mm -hmm. The thing that they fucked up is there's unanswered questions. Like, oh, Connie and I have talked about how, like, we don't know enough about, like, Catra's background or Adora's like, Adora's background. background. We don't know enough about, like, She-Ra in general and, like, yeah. the history of that. But also, so one thing we don't know, I mean, we never watched the original, so maybe there's yeah. more in there that we don't know. Oh, biggest thing, though, is, like, Angela's, like, 100, like, percent alive. Like, I'm like, just go get her. Now that you so? have portal capabilities, because think about this, A, she can't die. They said that multiple times that she can't die because she's a immortal like being. Okay. And then, and then even when they were like, oh, this doesn't mean you die. This means you're like stuck between. <gasps> so she's like stuck she's... in the snowman's land. Yeah. And I I'm like, catch that go get her. You. Go you get have her. a very easy movie plot right there. It's like, so the movie plot is there. Angela. You have you have such a beautiful thing of like Catra is on, is like pretty much the reason why Angela is dead, and like yeah. that would be a beautiful like way to get through everything. Thing to talk about with Catra yeah. and Dora. Um, also, if we're gonna talk about representation, um, I just feel like like we're talking about like physical representation. There's like a lot of like different sized people. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about Glimmer and like Scorpia isn't just as like a tall ass like bigger woman yeah and then also like Cinderella. Spinnerella Spinnerella. is like real thick I think like Catra and Adora are the most like stereotypical like 
Yeah. You know. Um, and then also I feel like there's just like not everyone in the show is white. Yeah. So there's lots of racial representation. And the cast is also voiced by a lot of women of color, which is really um, important because if they were I think voiced that, by white people, that would just be kind of counter. Yeah. I think everyone who voices a character is the race that their character is. <laughs> Assuming that Shadow Weaver is white. But I still think I'm like Shadow Weaver. No, no. When well, you see no. her in flashback, she's white. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, except for I mean, Adora. Adora is not the race of her character. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's like, but you that's something why. that I don't mind because it's like, she's well, Adora is white as fuck, but yeah, like Nicole. Amy's Dominican. Oh, oh she's Dominican? Yeah. Amy is so hot. Yeah. Exciting. When Amy first came out, she was, because um, she's Elena of Avalor. It's like a Disney you know. princess, like on on the actual Disney Channel, and so like when she first got that job, it was like all over the place that she was like a Dominican really? actress. Oh yeah, so it's the first yeah Hispanic or right Disney. Elena princess. is yeah yeah yeah. What, what about the say? gender? The different. Oh, let's talk about There's Double like Trouble, baby. One yeah, the one gender fluid character I guess and it was so exciting that they actually went by they them pronouns because I thought that it would be like it or something so I loved that um and they did it so seamlessly that's the nice part yeah. is no one calls out yeah. the representation no one is like oh this is no one was like oh double trouble is um non-binary and uses they them pronouns yeah. they just use they, they them pronouns like they. yeah and it was very subtle because I was even trying to get a video of it to post somewhere and I couldn't it was so subtle that I couldn't capture it oh I didn't realize for multiple episodes that they, that, like, they, that they were they them pronouns. I just didn't think about like I didn't I didn't like actively be like right. oh my god that character is non-binary right because they did it so naturally like you said yeah yeah um and that was cool. Double Trouble's a yeah. sick character. Double Trouble was really cool, and the their voice was so interesting. I meant to look up who voiced them because it was such an M, M, gender M, androgynous, androgynous voice yes name uh voice yeah yeah i agree um, um I, I feel like when a show like does it right you know like it just proves the fact that you know you don't always have to point fingers to things like yeah. shows all the time just shows and like film in general just like always feels the need to like point finger fingers to right. things and be like oh look what we're doing but at the end of the day like you can seamlessly do it and right. not have to do that right, not have to. yeah and i think like um if we're going to talk about like lgbtq representation without talking about the main two why like, are you downplaying how gay this is? I don't understand what is going on right now. Is this the sure. only reason you wanted to have this podcast? What? Yeah, you- I just want to make sure we get all the other topics in before because I know we're going to get – I know I am going to get sucked into talking about Adora and Kadra and I will not talk – I will forget oh to bring up Natasha and Spinnerella in oh. Bo's Gay Dads. The Gay Dads, yes. The Gay Dads. Yeah. Season, end of season two. Well, first of all, in the first two episodes, you find out that, like, there are these two princesses that are, like, older than all the other princesses, <laughs> and they're married, and they're women, and it's not, like, weird. It's just, like, you just, like, see that they're... Actually, you don't know they're married, but you see that they're a couple. Is that Spinderella and... And Atossa. And, and they end up being, like, why? They're, like, wives. They're married. Yeah. They say they're married. And they end up they have a whole anniversary storyline in the last season. Yeah, the whole storyline, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, like, great. She really said, here's lesbians. We're just going to put them in here for fun. 
And then Bo has two gay dads and it wasn't weird. He didn't have to be like, yeah, my dads are gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they were just, yeah. no one was like, even Adora who like really should not, does not, shouldn't even understand what like parents or like love is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even she was just like, oh, she was just like, not? oh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah. And you, and also like he has like 12 siblings and no one had to be like, but how are you? How are you? <gasps> I boy? didn't even think you of that. Yeah. For real though, where and this is all I just want to say before we continue, all because of Noelle Stevenson, who is the wonderful creator of the show, who like really pushed for all these things. She like when the show started, I believe, yes, she said to like the people who because the show's only five seasons, but it came out in a year and like set eight months. Like it it went really quick. So they yeah. like had it all planned out basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like was like brought it to the producers and was like, I want like Catherine and Dora's relationship to be romantic like I and I want them to kiss ah! and and like got it like had to get like checked off through everyone and she planned it out in a way that the kiss is like pivot you vital for the whole entire like ending of the show so that they even if they wanted to they couldn't be like no yeah was like and she's um sorry you should watch interviews with her because she's like the way she talks about families she's like there's so many ways to have like have families like she was like, I hate that people, not I hate, but she was like, people shouldn't even have to like ask like how someone like has a child. Like there's so many different ways you could like have a kid, like in regards yeah. to like, Bo. I don't know. Yeah. In regards to like Bo and stuff. Oh. And it's just like, I don't know. Oh She's gosh. really cool. I'm Did reading her finish? memoir. Yeah. I was going to ask how, how's the memoir going? It's good. Uh, it's really good. She hasn't realized she's gay yet. <laughs> where I'm oh, at, it's, it's like, like cartoons. It's just yeah. cartoons she made. No, I think she, like, realized she was gay, a, like, in, a little bit later in life. And by a little bit later in life, I mean, like, college. Yeah, college. I was listening to a podcast with her on this podcast called Diking Out. It's hilarious. It's really just two gay women and they interview gay. Alice Wu is in an episode. It's just, like, all gay media people. Was- she said Alice Wu I said. <gasps> <laughs> but, yes, she said something like, I was just friends with all the gay people in high in college, and I was like, this is so funny that I'm friends with gay people and I'm not gay. And then like, eventually it was like, Oh, it sounds like gay. somebody we know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> like it's obviously going to take us a long time to talk about Katra and Adora. And we know, like we just said, Noelle obviously planned all of this. Like she knew that this is what she wanted for this children's show. And she obviously felt that it was really important. And I want to talk about the huge realization that I went through, which I talked about on the Killing Eve podcast, which was that we do not need to suffer and that we have been suffering our entire well, Tristan, lives. Tristan, I think, is the biggest proponent of this. She's Tristan has enlightened <sighs> me, folks. Okay. Tristan is like, we do not have slow burn lesbians on television. Oh, yes. We uh, never get them. And I'm like, whoa whoa no tristan's seriously like, it- connie always talks about like the slow burn now because tristan mentioned it like once after killing eve and was just like what is this like the whole slow burn like when it comes to like gay stuff that's because my i love will they want these will they want these oh, i think are do. the best thing on television yeah. and they're always men and women and i'm always for here sure. for them but to have lesbians 
or just two femme individuals genuinely don't know or you just have to wait it takes like three episodes most of the time they're just thrown in there and like and did y'all watch pretty little liars mm-hmm. like of course a gay character but literally anytime she would like look at another woman and it was like okay they're gonna end up together there was no question or anything but killing eve you i genuinely still <laughs> don't know whether they're gonna get together or not and with shira it I mean, now that I know that they're together, I'm like, of course, they were going to always be together. But it was it's a children's show. You know, I had no idea they were actually going to go there when I saw the the spoilers. I was really shook. I was shook. Sorry. The fact that it's it's basically sorry, I just want to explain. It's basically like this idea that like for me, I guess I come from more from it of the side of like whenever there is like a a gay relationship or anything like that they always end up being miserable or they're oh, yeah. always, there's always or one of them dies come. yeah one of them dies they can't be together this Someone's isn't just outed. lesbians it's all gay characters it's it's everyone like it's always a miserable miserable storyline with Shira, i was so shocked and so happy and i felt like i was like in a euphoria like i was oh. euphoric for days because oh yes same same yes. it was like it was like i had like really amazing sex and then i just like sat in it for like three days also like two minutes after that video ended that i took of jade like watching them like confess mm-hmm. their love for each other um she goes <sighs> I can't wait to show my kids this. Oh my god, yeah. It was the same reaction that I had had. Yeah. Like the ex- I had I think I said the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like you have this feeling of like I cannot wait to share this. Like this idea that like two women can be together. Like And they say I love up. you. Yes. They say I love you and they kiss people. Do you know how that is absurd? Do you know how like much gay tension is just there? And like you're like, Never. do you, every time I see, I'm like, they're gay. Are they gay? And it's always like, you know, they were gay. Like that's as much as Disney can hope to give us. Right. It's like, like me just, like, they like, couldn't even like, give us that in person too. They couldn't even give me something to be like, Elsa's gay. Yeah, it's always a question. It's like if you want to believe that they are, and like, no, give it to yeah. me. Yeah, no, this I, one they're like I get gay. so lit thinking about how kids are growing up watching this, and this is just going to be normal to them. Same with Steven Universe. I'm like, I, th- yeah. this is. It's just so important that little children are watching it. I remember when I got my wisdom teeth out sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. that I was scared. Sorry, this you can edit out. That I was scared that I was going to come out as queer. Or, like, say that I, like, had a crush on a girl, like, when I went under. And, like, shows like this, I feel like, so needed. Yeah, (laughs) that's so true. There's no reason you should be terrified to to say that you have a crush on somebody. Yeah. Oh, but um, do you guys remember where you were when Catra was like, Adora doesn't want me. Not like I want her. And you were like, oh, my God, it's gay. Like, you knew it was gay, but then, then it was confirmed gay. Uh, but you know it's gay season one, and then and then the gay kind of trinkles off. Because think about Princess Prom. No, she, seriously, oh, Princess think Prom about Princess Prom. Prom. She fucking she was up in a tuxedo, <laughs> like, like lesbian. She's clearly she's clearly a lesbian. Who Katra? Yeah, from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Like, then they go up to the group and she's like <laughs> dipping her. I think Katra's dipping. Catra dips her, Adora in that dance scene. Leg is like their legs are all tangled. I was like, oh my god, who is Noelle? Literally, like, I want her leg. Like, I just want yeah, yeah. as much touching and like okay. As there's one, and then when they fight in that same episode, 
Catra fights A with her hands in her pockets. I'm like, okay, I see you. you I see serious? you, big gay. So gay. She's like, she fights I'm with like, her legs. I would then- do that. That's like me when I skateboard with my hands in my pockets, like feeling real deggy day. <laughs> yeah, um, like BDE. But then, and then she goes to fall. She like falls off the cliff, and the door catches her and pulls her, and she has her by her shirt. And then yes. they're like angry, and they pause, and the door goes, oh. like there's like this pause moment where neither they like are like they like eyes widen, and oh that's me like oh it's gay. You know what that sounds like killing Eve on the fucking bus. <laughs> it does. It's like the exact same expression, Tristan. Oh god. But then, but then because they filter out more, it's less gay. Like they're not oh. a, then then they really like are not on the same side. Except also like a few episodes later, Catra's like Catra constantly does that thing where they're like or, like they hit each other and and Catra's like it's not it's it's not because I like you. Yeah, anytime they have a little flashback or a fight sequence, they're always like straddling each other. Oh they're God. always on top of each other. <laughs> they just like literally. It's like whoa. Y'all really. <laughs> It's like, it's actually crazy, which by the way, if you watch Kim Possible, Kim Possible and Chico used to do that shit a lot. And now I'm like, a boy or a girl? were they gay? Chico, like, you know, like the beautiful Kim Possible? green, like, yes, bitch. They're on top of each other in Kim Possible. Oh, you have to watch Kim Possible, so the drama. <laughs> we watched the movie scene, not too long ago, and we were shook. like, ah. Oh. oh, shoot. Like, there was one scene that I was like, I can't believe this was a scene. They also were like wearing like dresses. It was very oh sexual, right? I'm not going insane. No, you're not going insane. So drama. But of Watch course she thing. kisses like, Ron. That's, that's the thing. They're not gay. So used to like, they're not like gay. They are so gay subliminally. And then you just have to question it. And this was the first time it was ever like given to us. Yeah. Even Killing Eve is still doing that shit where they're like, mm, I don't know if it's romantic. It's just like a psychological. It's just mental. You're like, okay, can it be psychological and mental? Like, do you really hate gay people that much? I don't know. Can't you but... like love someone's mind spiritually and physically? Right. So so they okay, they're on opposite sides for the whole show until the last season. Just so people oh, right. remember. Yes, yes. Um but there's a scene like when they're not together and Adora's like, I just can't stop thinking about her. And I'm like, oh. and this is like me. But you do question yourself until the last season, you're like, are they gay or am I going crazy? Yeah. Um also, the Hey Adoras are like, Hey Adora. Hey Adora. Oh my God! <laughs> and then she wakes up after being passed out, and Adora saving her, and she's like, Hey Adora. It's <gasps> just the like best. they have all the variations. She's always like, is, Hey Adora, um, and then she's like, saying Hey Adora in different. Hey Adora, I know, right? She says it in so many different ways. But the last season is like, is gay. The whole season's gay. Yeah. The last season is really gay. Really You're like, gay. oh okay. The first season was really, really gay. The last season was explicitly gay. There was a few seasons in between where just they had to get all the action rolling, so it got a little bit slow in turn. Plus gay. Oh my god, season four, Catra and Adora barely interact. Yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> Save the Cat, though, is, like, so gay. Oh, let's talk about that. Okay, season... I hate how much I know what the names of episodes. Season five, Save the Cat episode is the episode where they go back to get catcher from horde friendship oh and she's has green eyes and she's like being really weird yeah and she and then catcher's like why'd you come back you know we both know i don't matter and then door's like you matter to me and then <laughs> i love <laughs> that whole section and then picks her up like does the final yes. like carry um but yeah and then like there's that you always see like man superheroes holding like the damsel like and like the bridal carry. And then I think it's just cool to see like them do that with each other. Yeah. Also, like yeah. I know we touched upon it, but just the fact that they say like, I love you is so good. Mm-hmm. Like she really gave nothing, left nothing for imagination. Yeah. And wait, 
really fast. Their kiss really does save the universe. Like their gay love saves the universe a hundred percent. Not even like metaphorically. Like Adora yeah. was gonna die yeah. until that was the Catra said, I love you. And then she was like, Yeah, back. And then she and and it's like then she got to be fully Shira. She got to be fully the magic. Nothing yeah. was confusing her. That's she was like, I am gay and I love you, and boom. I'm fucking magic. Yeah. It wasn't like she got the hero. She saved the world and got the girl. It was like she got the girl and then was able to save the hero. Like that was the thing that made it happen. Yeah. This whole show. Afterwards, Connie and I were like, love. This whole show is about love. Gay It is about love. Self-love too. Because, you know, everyone is like, Adora, what do you want? Yeah. It's all about like her finding her own way. Like everything about this show is dynamic like because of the representation and like how many different kinds of people are represented and just them going through their own journeys Catra oh we didn't even talk about Entrapta representing like someone on the spectrum oh oh, gosh like and so much happens with Entrapta even just like friendship in general like the the really crazy thing is that like they all really really treat their friends like as their family yeah none of them have really intense family relationships especially once angela dies like (laughs) um bless you (laughs) that's also why it's gay not gay but like good representation is like a lot of queer people like family is something different like it's a lot of chosen family Mm -hmm. i mean I i guess i guess what i was trying to say or like what i'm trying to say is that like everything that we've been talking about like are the reasons why this is such a dynamic show like is because they're so representative of so many different groups of people and like types of people listen Um, when i i said to jade when she started her podcast and and she was showing me the different types of podcasts she had i was like you don't have one that's specifically like and i saw myself with gay people and then we were like well what what show could we do and then we're like the l word and we were like oh no um and it's just like if that's still a question that we have to think about that's annoying like and there are like lesbian characters here and there you mentioned emily lol sorry i was really sleeping on that on pretty little liars okay i don't know why but it's like you thought like you you think like little gay connie would have been like emily also shay mitchell clearly the hottest but i was really but at the time i was like really into spencer Oh, me too. Uh, you were. I mean, I mean, Emily's character is just pretty dull. She's always really right? like, stressed and sad. Spencer, I was like Troy and Which is, was my what? high school. Oh my god, love I was life. obsessed. <gasps> and then like so obsessed. That is a gay thing because she had she had just like boyish vibes. But this show, I was like cool. I don't know if I see myself in it, but I see myself mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. There wasn't a. <laughs> I feel represented. Right. I feel just genu- <laughs> generally represented. It wasn't like you with Elena where I, w- I was ever like, this character is me. Not in this, not in She-Ra, but it's still just- I don't know if I want to see me on TV. I want to see me in the way that She-Ra is. I was an unhappy gay teenager, and I want to show, like, gay kids being happy. So I don't need to see myself in yeah, that aspect. Yeah, you just want to be able to identify with them, but not yes. like, be completely reflective. I only want to watch queer content like always like i will watch straight people but i always want to watch queer. i felt really seen in book smart as well yeah like being able to watch a coming of age film and one of the films being one of the characters being queer was like i like cried and i know other gay people who cried Mm. sorry we just got not talking about chiwa now we're just talking about gay representation in general 
Wow. I wish I could say I was surprised. <laughs> um, so like any like last minute things that you that you feel like we haven't talked about that are like important to talk about or important to mention catcher's like a pretty hot cartoon for sure i would <laughs> fantasize about her a little bit i felt kind of bad about it like i would be like why why am i attracted to you you're a, a cartoon be a cat but she's drawn so attractive yeah and her voice Ugh. her third her voice is AJ. so hot by the way do we you guys Jade, what we i was gonna what? say i've talked about how like all the other characters kind of put on a voice. Amy, like, a little bit less. But, yeah. like, AJ's just her voice. Just, like, if you watch yeah, an interview with her, it's, it's like, just Catra. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, I know. Wow. She's so good. And that's also why in Steven Universe, when she sings, I'm like, it's like Catra singing. It's yes. weird. And in Steven Universe, I'm not going to tell you who she plays, but it's a very gender ambiguous character. And her voice is perfect. I literally thought that they took um, Connie's voice and made it the Connie, the girl yeah. uh, in the show. I thought that they made her voice deeper to make that. And then when I realized it was actually someone's voice and it was AJ's voice, it was very exciting. Um, there's a video where AJ is like talking about Steven Universe and she says Connie and I'm like, oh my god. You were like, oh, like it's like it just sounds like pop, like it just sounds like Catra saying my name. Like she's saying your name, yeah. I'm just gonna edit it together and make hey Connie. Yeah. Hey, do you guys think do you guys think that kids should watch this show? Absolutely. Yes. It's so many important messages of a clear storyline, a good universe built. I think it's interesting for both genders. Yeah. And I'm just beyond excited that yeah. it was greenlit by Netflix and DreamWorks. That just it gives me hope, you know, as people who are interested in the in the film industry, it's really hopeful to see content like this being made. We have a voice. I mean, we have a place for our voices. Not on network TV though, yeah. Yeah. On Grey's Anatomy though. <laughs> and I guess like what would you say for individuals who feel like like themes like this are too mature for children to be introduced to i would say there is you're gonna screw your kid in the long run <laughs> at all about seeing people in love yeah love yeah yeah i'm why does my sexuality have to be pg-13 um and also what if your kid is queer right. then don't you want them to see that yeah, don't, I don't know unless you can't accept them. For um, I definitely unless wanted to recommend this. Island. Yeah, I definitely wanted to recommend this to my little cousins, and they're not that little; they're like nine. And then I was like, "Hmm, maybe I don't know if I should," because I feel still feel weird. Still that internalized homophobia. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so internalized. I was watching it in my living room, and my parents would walk past, and I was a little bit like, um, "This is a kids' show. Like, I'm just studying. I don't know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. It it's weird. It's weird that we feel that way. Like I oh, still it's so crazy. Yeah. Like I still feel like I have to be like polite about it, even though I feel like a hundred percent positive and like I am right in the fact that like kids should be introduced to stuff like this. I mm -hmm. still feel like I have to be polite and like make sure I'm not offending people, right. even though it makes absolutely no sense. No, but you weren't fucking sense. But you weren't introduced. It's because, like, I think it's because we weren't introduced to it. But, like, when I had a girlfriend and I, like, didn't – I felt weird, like, bringing that up with my cousins. Like, I wouldn't, like, you know, bring – like, I – like, and they were, like, eight and seven. 
but like yeah it's yeah, like felt like it was kind of inappropriate to talk about yeah but it's like you but you ask but you can ask a like six-year-old if they have a boyfriend you know what i'm saying like you can be like right. hey, oh my god you're such a pretty little girl do you have a boyfriend, boyfriend. but like yeah that's so that's cute. that's fine apparently but yeah, I think that like we yeah. feel that way because we weren't shown it as little kids or like the way that people talk about it. It's like you had to be taught what gay people were or, like it was a conversation that you had to have like when when you grew when you were like a bit older. Right. Yeah. It was kind I don't of know. a big, a heavy topic. Yeah. But I, I mean, I can't wait till I have to explain what gay people are to my kid. I think genuinely, I think I am just waiting for the motherfucking day where I have a child running around family events, like saying stupid shit and like talking about gay shit. Like I am so excited. Like I am so excited. And they they can be like the straightest child on this planet, but like I genuinely don't care, but like they will still be talking about that shit because it's still just talking about romance and talking about love and like being open to that sort of thing. And like that still shouldn't be a weird thing to bring up, even if you are straight, like even if you aren't, even though like being straight doesn't exist, Um, which is another thing that I will explain to them. Like, you might think that you're straight right now, but like, you have you so be, many you're years to it's live and it's a spectrum. And like, you are going to go through school and you are going to be taught that things are this way. But like, I, I'm sorry. And like, a lot of people disagree with that, but like, I'm going to teach them that everything is a lie. And that, like, <laughs> wait, wait, I disagree with the spectrum. Like, I'm not, I'm not. I don't like spectrum because I don't like the idea that like that means the two endpoints are like this or that. Like you're I don't like gender right, spectrum like- because I think it's a cloud. Wait, wait, but Jade, you're right because it's like think about this. It's like I definitely had crushes on girls like when I was like five or four, which means that someone at some point, it's like all society, but like society and people redirected me mm-hmm. to go oh, to be straight. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like I was this way and then put in like literally like imagine someone taking my shoulders and being like no no and then me being like okay and then eventually me being like I'm gonna go back this way yeah it's crazy when I when I was thinking about the girls that I had crushes on in elementary school I was like oh that's what that was did you also have a crush on your kindergarten teacher um not kindergarten but like Uh, definitely like third grade like I would always be like playing with their hair and telling them they smelled nice and things my kindergarten fucking classic teacher was my third grade teacher and I was like so in love with her but in both grades was so in love with her we gotta have a whole we should have a podcast episode next season just talking about internalized homophobia and like we should uh, honestly do our own episode of diking out diking out yeah like the same yeah we can for sure we will should I just start my own podcast? Sure. <laughs> Go for it. Every episode is just everyone and their mom. Wants to gay panic that we experience. <laughs> it's called Gay Panic. Yes. Gay Panic with Coco. So sometimes I don't know, but I found notes on my phone where I was like, I am so gay. I'm literally panicking. Like nobody is as gay as me. I think way too many gay thoughts. <laughs> this is like actual gay panic. Straight people don't. Straight people I used to think about boys like and don't question it you know i remember in high school like saying the sentence to myself and like i don't believe in god but i'm sure as hell gonna try to pray the gay away <laughs> oh, terrible right, every time i talk about these things people are like oh i'm like i don't know um any last words before we sign off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the honor of grace 
go. And it's like turning darkness to light. We're right beside, beside you, you. ready to fight. We're All right, see you next week. We must be strong. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank y'all.